0: Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a roots of a Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And this podcast episode looks specifically at one player and more generally at an entire subculture of baseball prospects. My last podcast you're listening chronologically as opposed to reverse chronologically I was talking about how the Cubs 2021 season, quite a bit of it now from here to the finish will be about assessing prospects, assessing players currently on the roster whether it is a Jake Jewell or a Ryan Meisinger or a Manny Rodriguez or a Frank Schwindel, a Rafael Ortega a Janeshwi Fargus assessing players who, you know, I'm really not sure about this player. There's a lot of that that's going to be going on for the Cubs, but this podcast is more specifically about one player who's kind of tied in with a list that I've been paying a bit of attention to here recently. That list is the Fangraphs, future value list. The Fangraph's future value list, which assesses which teams have the best pipelines. Fangraphs, I appreciate their efforts quite a bit because they show their homework. They show what they have the player ranked as, what that player's value is because of that ranking. And of course, they provide a dossier of information on said player as far as numbers, as far as words, as far as, you know, all that kind of stuff. So if you decide you want to go go look into Fangraph's assessment on Alexander Canario at some point, Fangraph's already has more stuff on Alexander Canario than I'm going to want to write down. You know, I'll tell you what I hear, but they have a bunch of stuff written down already. If you want to find out about Alexander Canario, go look look it up. Go read what they have to say about him. Look at his numbers. Do whatever it is that you do. But this podcast is about Matt Manning. Manning is a Detroit Tigers starting pitcher. He's started 10 games. Actually, that's about all I have committed to memory on his numbers. 10 10 games, 10 starts, 48 and two-thirds innings. So... 48 and two-thirds innings means when he makes his next start, when he gets to an inning and a third, which he almost certainly will, hopefully, um, he will no longer be a prospect, which means he will be lifted from the Detroit prospect list and Detroit will tumble a whole heap of numbers because Matt Manning is a highly valued prospect. Matt Manning, 10 starts, for. 48.2, 48.2, 48 and two-thirds innings. Um, his ERA is not anything special. I think it goes 5.87 or something like that. You know, it's not a case of Matt Manning is taking the world completely by storm and everyone is looking at his numbers and saying, oh my goodness, this guy's going to be fantastic over the next couple of years. Because that's how mostly... Prospect pitchers are. They show up and they struggle. They show up and they struggle. Because it's hard to pitch at the major league level. The hitters are better in the major leagues than they are at triple A. I know that's... duh, Duh! Thank you, Mr. Obvious, for pointing out something we didn't already know. But most pitchers, when they get to the major leagues, are going to struggle. Which is why when a team is very successful, sometimes it's hard to parlay that success. Because when you call up the player from the minor leagues, he's just not ready yet. Just isn't ready yet, and unless you're in a situation where frankly the Dodgers have been there for a couple of years, they were so much better than the rest of their division, so much better than the rest of their division, they could have a pitcher go out. We're going to use this guy we're going to ha- we're going to have him pitch, and he doesn't have to be good he doesn't have to be fantastic. We're going to let him start. He'll be our fifth guy. And we're going to let him learn. And the learning curve is what it's going to be. Some players, it will be a slow learning curve. Some players, it will be a steep learning curve. Some players learn stuff really quickly. And a a number of people have talked about how Dylan Cease, if he would have been with the Cubs the entire time, he most definitely, unquestionably, uncertainly would have. You don't know that. Dylan Cease was not with the Cubs in 2016 at the major league level. He's not with the Cubs at the major league level in twenty seventeen. He joined the Sox major league team twenty what eighteen twenty nineteen, and he struggled. And he struggled. They he, he they have a good outing. Another good. Then he'd struggle. Then he'd have a good. Then he'd struggle. Then he'd struggle. Then he'd have a good outing. Then he'd struggle. That's how it goes with young players, young players, young pitchers especially. So when you have a young pitcher. At Baralzale. That is a traditional learning curve. He does well, he does okay, he has a bad outing, he does okay, he does really well, he does really bad. That's the way it goes with developing pitchers. Matt Manning, 48 and two-thirds. He's struggled. It's difficult for teams who are competing to regularly send out a pitcher that they know, this guy's not going to get it done two times out of five. It's really hard to do that. So when people have talked about how the Cubs have struggled with their starting pitching, yeah, they have. They have. Not even going to argue it. But when you're dealing with especially in the 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 period, the Cubs really couldn't send out a pitcher who well, I don't know if he's going to do any well do do very well or not today. That that's completely up in the air. That's completely beyond my knowing, but we have to send him out so he can get good enough to be able to compete. Sometimes you'll have that rare pitcher like Kyle Hendricks who can step in and he's already ready for the level. Already ready for the level. Sometimes that happens. A lot of times it doesn't. And sometimes a uh, Kyle Hendricks blows our expectations for, the, for players for the future. As the Cubs bring up minor league pitchers, send them out to the mound, this year's going to be an example. Justin Steele, that first outing. Was that a good outing or a bad outing? To me, it was a good outing. Came in, did some good things. Left without the trainer. Is a good outing. Didn't win the game, but uh, that was as much on things that had not to do with him than anything else. His job is to learn to get better to be ready to go out in five or six days to make his next start. That's the goal. Justin Steele, Adbor Elthelay. Soon it will be Keegan Thompson. Very, 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 very soon it may be Corey Abbott. Perhaps even an Adrian Sampson sighting. Because sometimes you need pitchers to get through. Sometimes you need pitchers to step up so the team can get through. As a team, the, or as an organization, the Cubs are best served looking at players as far as he doesn't have to be perfect. Matt Manning has not been perfect for Detroit. They've left him out there. They've let him pitch. And... He's starting to learn. He's starting to do better. Pitched reasonably well against Baltimore last time out. Six innings, two earned runs. I think if they absolutely had to, they probably could have gotten another inning and a third out of them to get him to the 50-inning mark on, what was it? Wednesday? Tuesday? Wednesday. Thursday, whatever day it was. But it wasn't that important. You got in six innings. That's the goal. Want players to learn. Want them to have success. You want them to struggle. You want them to get better. And unless your team is truly, legitimately competing, if your team is truly, legitimately competing, it's very much about must-win game today. But if your team is not legitimately competing, must win today isn't really part of the discussion. It's not. It's about assessing talent. The Cubs are going to be trying some pitchers on into the future in the next couple of years. Some will take to it rather quickly. Some will not. Same with hitters starting pitchers, relief pitchers, left-handers, right-handers. Something that is lost on quite a few people is the importance of patience in baseball. People are acting like they're getting a tax-free 75 Thousand dollar bonus for being the first person to say, "This guy sucks. This guy sucks. He's horrible." DFM, get out of here from his couch, in his shorts, eating Cheetos, whatever. Developing talent is essential. For a team to be worthwhile. If a team can't develop talent internally, they're useless. If a team can't develop talent internally, they're useless. Is it possible to take that a little bit too far? Yeah. Can free agent signings with long-term expensive deals be helpful? Yeah, of course they can. Can they be useful? Yes, of course they can. Can teams like Chicago in larger markets take advantage of that occasionally, yes, they should be able to occasionally. That's not necessarily always advisable though um twenty twenty one sunk it is it's uh it's uh... <laughs> i'm sorry for starting to laugh i I started to watch a movie. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I watched the first 15 minutes of it and began to lose a bit of interest. But uh, a person was out at a vintage boat rental place. The person who is running the establishment is up in the cabin. Hey, i here. here. Can, can I borrow a boat? Yeah, sure. No problem. From up at the top. Yeah, go ahead. No problem. Cool. Go ahead. Two bucks an hour. Put the money on the gas tank. Okay. Guy puts two bucks on the gas tank. He has difficulty starting the boat. He's not necessarily... Mechanically inclined and uh has trouble starting the boat. Finally gets the boat started, and he you you see him struggling with the boat, heading over to the other side of the drink. He finally gets to the other side of the um the water, pulls up to the dock, and he's getting out of the boat, and as he's getting out of the boat. You see this boat that he's taken from one side of the river to the other? The boat is sinking into the lake. The boat is sinking into the lake. That's what the 2021 Cubs season is about. The boat is sinking into the lake. At this point, there's absolutely nothing that can be done. The boat is sinking into the lake. Assess the talent. Assess the talent and know that not every player is going to take to major leagues like Kyle Hendricks did. Not everyone is going to take to major leagues like Chris Bryant did. Fits and spurts. Does well. Struggles. Is okay. Isn't okay. Does fairly well. The rest of the season... That's what it's going to be about, looking at the talent and realizing, hopefully, the the executives know, hopefully the fans know, when a player is called up, it's not always going to be Peachy Keane. Even Patrick Wisdom had a fantastic start. Then pitchers started to adjust, started pitching him up, 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 up. And he had a lot of trouble with it. Then he started to adjust, either by not swinging it up, 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 up pitches, or not doing quite so poorly against them. Either way, either or. The Cubs are going to try a whole peck of players from here to the end of the season. A whole bunch of them, and assessing them, assessing players on into the future. Assessing players that come up from AAA. Matt Manning is a legitimate prospect. He is highly valued. He is highly respected. And a bunch of his outings, he's gotten hit hard. So if you're going to assess... I don't like this pitcher because he got hit hard in that one outing. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. And it happens a whole lot to pitchers who aren't used to the level. Realistically, we're going to send you out. The best way for a player to know that he can learn from the experience is to know walking out, you're getting the ball in five or six days, irrespective of how you do today. Irrespective, you can get plowed under. I'm still giving you the ball next time. The Cubs haven't been able to do that the last couple of years. Whether they had the starter to bring up or not, the Cubs really didn't have the pitching depth. to Say, we're going to send you out and let you learn. The White Sox. The White Sox this year have had fantastic starting pitching. All of their starting pitchers have been pretty good. But their relievers, a couple of them, like Cody Hoyer, He struggled. He struggled enough so that the White Sox decided, no, we can't leave him at the major league level. We have to send him down to the minors. Need to send him down to AAA and bring up somebody else and try to find somebody who can get some outs. Contending teams can't give roster spots to players who aren't producing now. It's just very difficult. Teams not contending, Don't have to worry about that. For 2021, the Cubs' boat is sinking into the river. Maybe you can still see the boat, or maybe the boat is beyond your vision. But the boat is sinking into the river. You're not getting that boat out of the water. Let the players develop. Let the players develop, and if it is the Cubs, Chicago Cubs games you're watching, assess them. Fill me in. Fill me in. Because I, I, I'm not watching the Cubs games. I'm not listening to the Cubs games nearly as often, especially when they're playing. The Marlins series, Friday night game, starts at what, 6, 6.30? Something like that. Well, I'm listening to the minor league games. I'm not going to be watching the Cubs game. I'm not going to be listening to the Cubs game. I'll be following it. I'll be paying attention. I'll be looking at the Twitter feed. I'll be, you know, here and there che- checking stuff. And uh, Presumably somebody that I follow on my Twitter feed will be covering the game. And, you know, I'll be following it that way. But, no, is if you're, if you're watching the game, wee Fargus. What are you looking for? Are you seeing it? And it's not so much of a case of um, that was a filthy slider that no hitter in Major League Baseball would be able to hit and Fargus did nothing with it, so DFA him. No, really that no, that doesn't that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What are the accessibles? What, what are the things that make sense? As far as assessing talent, Matt Manning has struggled, but the, the the presumption is he's struggling and he's learning. Some players are going to struggle and just struggle. It's a tough call assessing talent. It's a tough call figuring out who a player is going to be in three or four years. But that's where the Cubs ought to be being right now. Is this guy worth keeping around? some of the players that are going to be starting games from now till the end of the year, it won't be a question of, can he give me seven or eight, like used to be the case back in the day. Do we get the fifth inning out of this guy? Do we try to extend him? Do we let him hit a pitch against the middle of the order here? If so, why? The lesson doesn't always have to be learned today. It's okay to send a guy out and have him not have a good inning. Assessing talent. As you're watching, whether it's the pitchers, whether it's the hitters, what are the things that are kind of sticking out to you as they're happening in real time? So I'm trying to do that with the minor leaguers. I'm trying to let you guys know on my Twitter, how the minor leaguers are doing because there's a legitimate chance that if you're watching a Chicago Cubs game you're not following Tennessee Smokies so I'm trying to let you guys know what's going on so you guys can start to think does Nelson Velasquez does he deserve 40 man roster spot this offseason as you're watching Chicago should the Cubs consider keeping Jake Jewell I don't know This weekend, it's the Marlins in a series of two teams that really haven't been doing that well recently. My board is effectively set up a week at a time. And Friday and Saturday. Friday ends the week, Saturday starts the week. I just started working the page on a Saturday and it kind of works that way. A week ago, the Cubs were at 4-6-8. Now they're at four four four. A week ago the Marlins were at four two seven. Now they're at four one seven. Neither one had a particularly uplifting week. As you're watching the Cubs Marlins game games, whichever. As you watch through the rest of the season, I was noticing somebody was saying that Cubs have upcoming games against the Marlins, obviously. Also the Twins, the Royals and the Rockies. Those teams are right in that range, right in that range. Um, If the Cubs struggle, they will go down the um, bottom feeder standings. If they are successful, they'll climb back up. What are you seeing in games? What are you seeing that is getting you to decide? This guy is earning a 40-man roster spot. This guy is not. Matt Manning is a highly thought of prospect and he's struggling. Less recently, but he's struggled. What are the things that you are expecting from players as you decide? This guy belongs for 2022 and this guy doesn't. Patrick Wisdom and Rafael Ortega have made things rather easy in regards for them. Other players, less so. Feel free on the Twitters to start to assess, hey, I kind of like this, whoever it is. Or if you have specific reasons for thinking that somebody ought to be non-tendered, creeping toward being non-tendered, go with that. But uh, It's not as simple as... This guy's getting pounded in this game, so he should be designated for assignment. It's more than that. Because everybody can tell you what the weather was yesterday. Everyone can, you know, look it up, find it, oh, yeah, yeah, it uh, it's 87 degrees. and for Everybody can tell you the past. What's important is being able to come up with reasons for assessing the future. The Cubs... The better they decide on their current talent for the future, the better off they will be. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be nice to others. And pick out a fun Cubs pipeline minor league game to follow this weekend, particularly if it's not conflicting with the Cubs. The parent club.